0: The times are urgent. Let us slow down. African proverb. All I need. There are two things I really love. David White's poetry in particular and Bulgari jewelry. That pretty much takes care of my spiritual needs and my accessories, which I don to express my momentary state of equilibrium. If I'm feeling off my game, a poem like Sweet Darkness, and don't you just love that image, can pull me back into myself and remind me all is never lost. The last line of that poem reads, Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. It's almost like my life's motto since I tend to go for the gold ring in any experience. My belief is that it all will turn out all right. And if it doesn't, something will save me in one way or another. I do have to admit that 60-40 odds aren't perfect, but on the other hand, I've had a pretty exciting life so far. As for jewelry, if I want to project power or grace or perhaps a sense of stage drama, I pretty much have some article of jewelry that will either have me access or embody that state. Granted, it's not Bulgari, but it's pretty cool in its own right. My mother left me a very large diamond ring that she loved, bought with her inheritance money from her own mother. She insisted I have it as the oldest daughter, even though I told her time and again I didn't want it and wouldn't wear it. I was true to my word for about 15 years, and then one day I remembered that David White poem and thought, well, why not wear the damn thing? So I do now, sometimes every day, sometimes just for special occasions. No matter when I put it on, she is called up in my memory, and so is her love of jewelry and her enjoyment of it, which she was wonderfully successful in passing down to me. So by my measure, I'm pretty much set for life. Jewelry and poetry are wonderful, but there are also foods that call my name. I never met a filet of beef charred on the outside, medium on the inside, with the side of bearnaise I did not like. In his later years, even when he rarely left the house, my daddy would take me out for a nice steak dinner every time I came home. He'd put on his light blue striped seersucker suit if it was summer, or his navy blue winter worsted, have me drive the car and hold his arm as we entered the restaurant. I would be in my finest outfit, complete with some piece of jewelry from my mother, so we complimented each other. He'd have called ahead and the major d' would be at the ready for us as soon as we set foot in the door. It might take us a few minutes to get to the table, because he wouldn't use his walker unless he absolutely had to, but the table was usually close by. We were treated like royalty by the staff, greeted by many people who recognized him and enjoyed our meal to the very end. This was a grown-up ritual, one we both had come to appreciate. Conversation was easy, we never stayed long enough for him to tire out, and it had the added attraction of just the two of us being together. An opportunity for more jewelry than I usually wore and the sweetness of the evening meal as well. Food is a gracious host for jewelry and poetry. The French Salon, a product of the Enlightenment in the early 18th century, was a key institution in which women played a central role. They wore their finest gowns and gems, served delicacies to their guests, and provided a place for women and men to congregate for intellectual discourse. This trend has declined slightly in recent years, and now includes dinner parties, which focus too much on food and not enough exchange of ideas, all the way down to picnics, which, surprisingly, can sometimes provide languid conversation while fully sated and lying prone on a handmade blanket. Both of these events call for poetic reminiscences and accessories to whatever your choice of fashion might be. Should all else fail, should you lose your eyesight or sense of taste or get too old to remember to put on your jewelry, there are always dogs, cats, and babies. Each has their own sweet spot, be it a tummy rub or a smile that just erupts across their face in delight as you make a silly face. I will never turn down a chance to chat up a toddler, choosing not to look at the mother whom I imagine might be just the slightest bit nervous about some unknown woman talking to her baby. As to pets, well, I think I would have lost my mind by now if I didn't have my cat, said and Nancy. A friend recently asked me if Sid was named for Sid Caesar, to which I replied, "Lord, no. He was named for Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols, whose girlfriend was Nancy. Sid and Nancy are brother and sister, not boyfriend and girlfriend, and they don't look a thing alike. Sid is black and white. Nancy is mostly white with two different colored eyes and a cute little Hitler mustache, which I compliment her on to make sure she doesn't get a complex about it. Nancy likes to sleep." will eat only if no one is in the kitchen, and will occasionally sit on my lap. Sid is fond of eating plastic, elastic, sheer fabrics, paper, pandemic masks, and just about anything else you'd rather he not. He often throws one of his toys in the air and chases it, which is fine, until it comes sailing across the morning paper as I'm reading it. All this is to say he's entertaining, quite clingy, doesn't like my singing all that much, but loves me dearly. Don't ask me how I know, I just do. Nancy is his sweet counterpart, and I often go to her for solace when I'm ready to throw Sid down the laundry chute, which we don't have in case you're getting nervous about that. What brought all this on was that my dentist and I were talking about David White's poetry, which he had just recently discovered. We were talking about those last lines of sweet darkness I love so much, and I realized that just talking about it calmed me down. It gave me a quiet place to go for a few moments. A chance glance at my jewelry that reminded me of what I love. These days, it's easy to fret about almost any aspect of life. Instead, I was reminded to take a little time out to see where I really am, what I really have, what I really want. And the conclusion I came to is that for now, I have all I need. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.